Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we deep dive into men's health with Dr. Bruce Sloan. Don't Google everything. Google's good for some things. So one thing, common sense stuff. You can really go crazy on the internet. You can't eat this. Now you can't eat fish. What about the plastics? Farmed is no good. Too much meat. You know, I go crazy with these things. I don't, what should we do? I don't know what to do. But just some basic things. And then you know what? I say, then it's in God's hands. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, host of the Keto Camp Podcast from benazadi.com. This episode is dedicated to the men out there. We've done a lot of episodes on the Keto Camp Podcast on women's health. And I decided, hey, I have been neglecting the guys out there. I'm sorry, fellas, but now you have a great conversation with Dr. Bruce Sloan. And now if you're a woman listening to this and you're ready to just hit stop and say, oh, this is not for me. Well, it is for you because you have a male in your life. You have many males in your life, probably, whether it's a husband, a boyfriend, a friend, etc. And if you could understand them better you'll have a better relationship with them. And I say the same thing when I focus on women's health for the guys out there. If you could understand women better, it'll help you with your relationship with them, vice versa. So we bring on Dr. Bruce Sloan and we talk about why he wanted to get involved with men's health. Why did he become a urologist? We talk about one of the most common symptoms men are facing in this day and age, which is erectile dysfunction. And we get into the role of nitric oxide, which is a key molecule for erections and how you could, if you could enhance nitric oxide, you could enhance your sexual health. We also talk about the link between erectile dysfunction and cardiovascular death or or risk of disease. We also talk about some simple ways to boost nitric oxide without supplementation. He gives three of his favorite foods and three daily habits you can do to get that increase in nitric oxide. We talk about prostate health. Prostate cancer is a leading cancer for men out there. And we talk about how to reduce your risk of getting prostate cancer. We talk about a process called porn brain and how porn could be affecting your quality of life in more ways than you are aware of. We talk about gains wave which is a really fascinating new way of treating erectile dysfunction. And I share my experience with it. I went to the Gaines Wave clinic here, which is called Health Gains here in Aventura, Florida. We talk about that. We talk about the role that sleep plays when it comes to your sexual health. The reasons that Dr. Sloan is such a 
big fan of peptides. The four main things you should do after listening to this episode, and we get into a device that I actually have at my home called Phoenix Pro. And this is a super cool device. It kind of simulates that gains wave that I mentioned. And it's a practice that men can do at the convenience at their own home to help with erections. It can help with uh, your vitality. It can help with your sexual health and, and much more. And it's a really cool device. And it's called the Phoenix Pro. Head to rockhardscience.com slash ketocamp. Camp is spelled with a K. And use the coupon code KETO, K-E-T-O, to receive $900 off your Phoenix Pro order. That is rockhardscience.com slash ketocamp. Use the coupon code KETO at checkout for $900 off. We're going to also drop that in the notes of this podcast. Before I bring on Dr. Bruce Sloan, I want to take a minute here to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This is a five-star review from Susgrim titled Great Show. I was obese for most of my life also. I found the keto lifestyle and have finally begun to understand why. Your show is amazing from diet and exercise to spiritual and emotional health. This podcast has it all, inspiring guests and science to back it up. Thank you for helping me master this lifestyle. Oh, Susgrim, that is awesome. I'm so grateful that you're getting so much from the show, not just keto and fasting, which we do focus on, but the other components to health because health is multifactorial. So glad you're getting results. Thank you for leaving that rating and review. I appreciate you so very much. If you haven't left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review yet on Apple Podcasts, please do so today. It really helps the show grow. And hey, maybe I'll read your review on the next episode. Did you know there's actually beverages that can supercharge your fasting results? My favorite which is a keto powerhouse, is apple cider vinegar. There's a ton of research showing apple cider vinegar has been beneficial for boosting your metabolism, suppressing appetite, reducing fat storage. That's because apple cider vinegar contains acetic acid, which is a short-chain fatty acid that's been shown to promote weight loss in those ways. Also, apple cider vinegar is one of the best ways to balance your blood sugars. A study showed apple cider vinegar improved insulin sensitivity after high-carb meals up to 34%. We also know that apple cider vinegar stimulates digestion, acts as a bile stimulant to help break down the fat you're eating on keto. Another research study showed apple cider vinegar protects against mineral depletion. If you're like me, you probably don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar. I think it tastes disgusting. That's why my go-to is Paleo Valley's Apple Cider Vinegar Complex. This is an organic blend of apple cider vinegar and four more gut and health supportive superfoods. I take this before my meals, I take it before coffee, and this enhances my fast and my blood sugar regulation. You'll find it contains organic apple cider vinegar, organic turmeric, organic ginger, organic Ceylon cinnamon, and organic lemon. Since you are a listener of the Keto Camp podcast, we worked out an exclusive discount code for you to get the apple cider vinegar complex capsules and all of the products over at Paleo Valley. All you need to do is head to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. By the way, they got delicious beef sticks and an awesome organ meat complex. Go check them out. Paleovalley.com. That is KetoCamp15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below in the show notes. 
All right, let's dive deep into men's health with Dr. Bruce Sloan. I'm blessed to have with me today one of the region's leading and most experienced urologist, Dr. Bruce Sloan. He is a specialist in men's health issues and age management medicine. Dr. Sloan helps his patients take control of their aging process, increase their health span, and enjoy a higher quality, more vigorous life. He provides state-of-the-art diagnostics and treatments for urinary tract and bladder disorders and large prostate, prostate cancer, and urinary incontinence. Certified by the National Board of Medical Examiners and the American Board of Urology, he's a fellow of the American College of Surgeons as well as Philadelphia College of Physicians. Let's dive deep with Dr. Bruce Sloan. Dr. Bruce Sloan, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you, Ben. My pleasure to be here. And you're in the fasted state, you just told me. You're going for a 24-hour fast. How many hours in are you? Uh, let's see. I had dinner last night at 8 p.m. was my last bite. And it is about almost 5 p.m. So, yeah, you're going on 20, 21 hours or so. So your brain must be firing all cylinders right now. It is. And I made the mistake of looking at the New York Times section of great things to grill in the summer. And I immediately <laughs> turned it right off. I said, this is a bad idea. Did you feel the hunger pangs kicking in, the, the ghrelin coming? <laughs> <laughs> this juicy burger, it looked so good. I, what am I doing? That's a good way to activate ghrelin, which is not fun. You have an interesting uh, background. And you know what? I, I told you offline that I'm glad I have you on the show because a lot of our episodes are focused on general health, but we've done a lot of episodes on women's health, how to fast for women, how to fast for your cycle, how to do it postmenopausal, how to do keto. Uh, for, for women, but we haven't really deep dived into men's health and you're a, a, an expert in that field. So I think it's a perfect time to do an episode like this. And I would love for you to start with your backstory. Why did you want to become involved with men's health? Yeah. All right, Ben, I'll tell you. I went to med school and I was a little bit not knowing what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to become a gastroenterologist. I had a lot of stomach issues as a kid, reflux before they had any meds. I used to walk around with tablets of my lanta in my pocket. And I went to med school and then, of course, you do rotations and I did surgery and I said, that is for me. I love surgery and I didn't want to be a general surgeon because I wasn't crazy about the lifestyle and the guys that seemed to be having a good time were the urologists. So I got myself interested in urology, and, and which was where I started. It's got so many great aspects to it, surgery-wise. And then I became a urologist. And as I got into medicine, I became, a, I want to say, disillusioned with managing disease states, which is quite interesting and necessary, but I really wanted to do wellness. I wanted to promote more wellness. And I just thought as a urologist, it was a perfect fit. You know, yes, we do see females and there are many female urologists, but I kind of just developed it as a niche that interested me. And there are so many great aspects to it. There's, there's ED, which ties into cardiovascular disease. There's prostate issues, which is, I say, in my wheelhouse. There's um, low testosterone. And then I've got myself interested in age management medicine and functional medicine and peptides. So I say I gravitated toward it based on my specialty of urology. And you mentioned a few of these common symptoms that men experience during their lifetime. 
What would you say is the most common symptom that men see, that you see men that come into your office? What's the number one most common symptom? Well, these days, since I am geared toward this and my a lot of my marketing and SEO is geared towards men's health is erectile dysfunction. That's probably the number one condition that I see on a daily basis. And are you seeing it now in this day and age in the younger men population versus 20 years ago, it was happening more, you know, past the age of 40 or so? Yeah, I actually do see surprisingly enough a fair number of men, sometimes late 20s, sometimes early 30s. Often in that age population, it's an anxiety state that exists. And we're also starting to see some low testosterone in some of these guys in their 30s. And probably that's due to environmental factors is what I believe. So toxins, obesogens, and, and you know the, our, our environment, is that what you're referring to? Yeah, I mean, some of these endocrine-disrupting chemicals that you see. It's also some of these guys come in that are very overweight, and they're just in very poor shape. You know, you examine them, they pull up their shirts, and there's a belly, which, as you know, Ben, the obesity issue and the pre-diabetes and diabetes issue is such an epidemic proportions and a lot of that has to do with just lifestyle poor eating habits and i think that contributes significantly to the physical physiologic aspect of ed as opposed to the anxiety states that that exist in some of these guys so when you say an anxiety state do you mean they have a lot of mental emotional stress in their life yeah they do they they do and, you know, these days, I mean, I'm 63, and, you know, now you're not allowed to feel anxious. I have no issue with anti-anxiety medications because you can have, as you know, severe anxiety conditions, which can be debilitating. But I'm finding even the, some of these guys with the, the, the smallest degree of anxiety, their docs just go ahead and put them on a low-dose Lexapro or an SSRI, and, you know, I think living in today's society leads to a lot of anxiety. I mean, I'm anxious myself. You look at the news, you read the newspaper, you get anxious. But with some of these guys, they've had a poor sexual episode one time, and it gets in their head. They're anxious about performance. They have some lifestyle issues, family problems, job, finances. This all contributes greatly because, as you know, erections – is a relaxation, it's a parasympathetic response. And anxiety is the opposite of that. It's a sympathetic response. So while I always get blood work on all the guys with ED, most of the time, you know, full metabolic panel, thyroid, C-reactive protein, testosterone, vitamin D, hemoglobin A1C, DHEA, vitamin D levels, Many, many times that's normal. And the only thing that I could figure out with these guys is the anxiety state. I always talk about mastering your stress, not just managing it, because it impacts your health. To your point, it's impacting the our sexual organs. And we want to be in a healthy balance of sympathetic versus parasympathetic. So if you're too much on one side, sympathetic, you're going to experience these symptoms. So when you, you mentioned these lab panels that you order, how much do you focus on 
total testosterone because that's the amount of the, the testosterone that's in the bloodstream, but what's actually getting into the cell. So do you look at also sex hormone binding globulin, free testosterone? Like what is the full picture that you want to look at? Yeah, I generally start off with free and total testosterone levels. And if that's low, because very often, you know, the first test is not accurate. So a good number of men come back with repeats that are normal. So I will not treat somebody, and that's kind of the standard of care in the testosterone replacement therapy domain, will repeat it. And if I repeat the blood work from initial low testosterone, then I'll get a prolactin level, an LH, and a CBC. I generally don't order SHBG unless I think there's a reason to do that. Uh, somebody that drinks a lot, somebody that's obese, diabetes. So I focus mostly, and this is the way I was trained, on total testosterone. Got it. And what is the role of nitric oxide on uh, erections and erectile dysfunction? Yeah, that's a key molecule, as you know. Very important. So I say that when you hit 50, your levels of nitric oxide, they get produced by the endothelium and your body in general decline drastically. So I always include that conversation with my patients. Less so in younger guys, only because I think they're probably replete unless they're really unhealthy. But a lot of them are using it as a supplement for working out. Mm -hmm. But I do address, you know, nitric oxide is a very important molecule in terms of just overall cardiovascular health, especially with erections. So anybody over 50 that's coming to see me with ED, along with my conversation about diet and exercising, if they're not already maximized, they all have to be in a nitric oxide supplement, which I recommend. And I carry a couple of them in my office because, you know, Ben, if you tell somebody, go on Amazon and get yourself a nitric oxide supplement, they're going to find a million of them, 80% yeah. of which are just not very good. So I carry a few in my office and I sell them to them. And very often, if they just use a nitric oxide booster with something like a Viagra or Cialis, which I do use a fair amount of, I think those medications are fine in the right circumstances, certainly to get somebody going. I really like to get people back in the game. It may not be the ultimate answer, but I like to get people back in the game so they can start performing. So the combination of a nitric oxide booster with, a, I'll call it a, the oral ED meds, is often more effective than either one alone. Interesting. So what are some other ways to boost nitric oxide besides supplementation? Diet is a big one. I have a handout that I hand the guys that have good dietary recommendations, things like arugula, beets, bok choy, several others, which I can't think of offhand, but that's quite helpful. And along with good exercising, good sleep, good diet. And even nose breathing instead of mouth breathing could help boost nitric oxide. So something like mouth taping, I mouth tape at night to force myself to be a nasal breather. So I know Dr. Amy Killen has, a lot of, uh, has some research on that, that when you breathe through your nose, you actually produce more nitric oxide. Something that a lot of people don't understand, Doc, is the connection between having ED and increasing your risk of heart disease. What's the connection there? Yeah, that, that's referred to as the canary in the coal mine. Because we now know that um, not everybody, but in a significant number of men, ED is a tip-off 
that there might be coronary artery disease that coexists with it. And that is the first sign of that. Because if you look at pictures of the anatomy of the coronary vessels and the penile artery, the penile artery is much smaller. And it will undergo the same stresses and disease processes as the coronaries, just a lot sooner. So one thing that I do when I'm screening men for ED, certainly you're not going to send every single man that has ED for a cardiology evaluation, a stress test, but I look for risk factors. And um, I have a good friend of mine who's a cardiologist who specializes in lipids. So I sent him all my patients that have a family history of heart disease, that have ED, that have elevated blood lipids. And he has found a good number of men who have high coronary scores on a CT uh, angiogram and puts them on a statin. So you mentioned earlier, Doc, prostate. Um, And I know that according to the CDC, one out of two men are diagnosed with cancer within their lifetime. I don't know what percentage of that is prostate cancer, but I do know prostate cancer is has been on the rise. So what have you seen in the area of prostate cancer? What are some things we can do? I'm 36 years old. What are some things I can do to protect myself? And then maybe even somebody who is already developing problems with their prostate, what are some things they can do to help with their prostate? Right, Ben. So, you know, there's two different things to look at, at least when it comes to the prostate. There's the benign conditions of the prostate, inflammation of the prostate, prostatitis, benign enlargement, which we call BPH, benign prostatic hyperplasia. And then there's prostate cancer. And one doesn't necessarily lead to the other, or they certainly can go coexist. So if, just in terms of, of prostate health, and I have this handout that I give my patients that says, hey, doc, What's good for my prostate? Pretty much the same things that are good for your heart and your cardiovascular system are going to be good for your prostate. So lots of greens, good diet, minimal sugar, minimal carbs, kind of the Mediterranean diet. Yeah. And then I know you're a keto guy. You may say, I'm not a big fan of the Mediterranean diet, but I think overall that's been shown to be a good healthy diet when it comes to overall health. Yeah, and there's a lot of similarities to the ketogenic diet with the Mediterranean diet. There's a lot of overlap, so I think that's terrific. So eating a healthier diet, in general, you said focusing on things that could help your heart. Are there any specific supplements or herbs that you would recommend for the prostate? You know, there are things that are out there, and the science around them is quite variable. So I do recommend... A lot of guys just like to know they're doing something. So, for example, there's a supplement that I like to recommend from a company called Therologics, which is a physician-owned supplement company. They make very high-quality, standardized supplements. And this has the supplements and the minerals and the, the vitamins that has the best science around it. You know, low dose selenium, vitamin E, vitamin D, lycopene. But the literature is quite variable whether or not that actually makes a difference. So I think just overall, like I said earlier, good health, lots of greens, avoidance of sugar, and just keeping an eye on things. Because with prostate cancer, as you know, and this is really at the forefront of evaluation and screening, is 
genetically related. Not all, but a lot of that is. So the question is, of course, can you prevent prostate cancer? And nobody really knows the answer to that. The genetic relationship between first and second degree relatives and getting prostate cancer is very high. So with that, there's a whole push now towards genetic screening, genetic counseling, and high-risk men. So if you are somebody who has a strong family history, or have a relative has, who died of prostate cancer, or has an early diagnosis, or has colon cancer, pancreatic cancer, we're finding that there's a lot of relationship amongst those genetic pathways, and we're really pushing more for earlier genetic evaluation and screening. What if you don't have that family history? What's just a good maintenance plan to check your prostate health? Do you recommend checking PSA once a year? Like, how often should we do this? Well, you know, that's controversial. The qu- it used to be we automatically would do a digital rectal examination and a PSA on men, let's say, over 50. And then we'd automatically check guys or recommend it that had risk factors, African-American descent, first-degree relative, or anybody that wants to be screened. The issue we're dealing with now is a lot of prostate cancer that we find is not aggressive, not clinically significant. So we try to get away from over-screening because we find that if you find a cancer early that's never going to be a problem, there's a lot of over-treatment. And it's not necessary. So there's a lot that we do now in terms of diagnosing men and placing them on what we call an active surveillance protocol. We're watching them actively. We're not just, we don't call it watchful waiting because active surveillance for prostate cancer is a very active process. We're checking their PSAs every three to six months. We're rebiopsying them in a year. We're doing genetic studies. So who should get screened? Well, anybody that wants to. But if you're your average guy who has no family history, is not African-American, the AUA, American Urologic Association recommendations, are starting to be screened at 55, which would be a digital rectal examination and a PSA all the way up probably to around age 70, 75. Interesting. So if you have an enlarged prostate, does that put you at risk for prostate cancer or is that not as black and white? No, it really doesn't. Uh, You know, an enlarged prostate could be symptomatic or not symptomatic. You know, as urologists, we see patients all the time that could have a prostate the size of Cleveland and have zero symptoms. And then you can have somebody who has the prostate the size of, let's say, a golf ball that's highly symptomatic. Meaning symptomatic, meaning like their frequent urination. What else? What other symptoms? Oh, yeah, like they're waking up three, four, five times a night. They take a trip. From Philadelphia to New York, they have to pull over to pee. They're in the street and they got an urge to go and they can't suppress that urge or they're standing at the toilet. It takes them forever. They're they're watching two, three guys go back and forth from the next journal and they're standing there forever. You know, these are the kind of things like they're mostly quality of life issues. Yeah. That problematic. Now that's not necessarily associated with prostate cancer. Well, they, they can exist together. One does not lead to the other. In fact, most men with prostate cancer, they have no symptoms. We find it based on their elevation in their PSA. Hmm. Interesting. So those who have those symptoms of frequent urination in large prostate, do they simply just follow the same protocol of like just 
prevention? Yeah, I would say. And of, of course, if they're really bothered and highly symptomatic, they should see a urologist who should make some recommendations to help them because it's a quality of life issue. Okay, great. That's such great information. We haven't really spoken about prostate cancer and that dense of information. So I'm glad you shared that. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. You were on Mark's podcast from Health Gains, and you were talking about pornography being an issue with uh, this concept process called porn brain and what that's doing to decrease our quality of life and our sexual performance as men and probably women. So what is porn brain and what exactly is that doing to us as human beings here? Yeah. So porn brain has been debated, by the way. There are some people who do not feel that exists. Uh, In fact, there's an article recently, I, I just looked at the abstract in the Journal of Sexual Medicine that says pornography does not lead to erectile dysfunction. Now, I don't know what the details of that paper are, but some people say it's not an issue. But for a lot of men, it is an issue, just for the basic fact that, like anything, it's addicting. And when the brain, as you know, when you dumb scroll your phone and you come up with something that you like, there's a dopamine surge, and there's a whole as been, you know, neuroscience around how you get people to basically have this addictive behavior. Pornography is the same way. It it becomes an addiction. And some of the problem is is that the guys, they're so in tune to the scenes that they're visualizing that gets them off, they have to mimic that in their real sexual life, but they can't because they have one partner, not two or three at a time. So they have a real hard time getting turned on. You can call it kind of a, a, also a desensitization. When you watch something so much, so much, so much, it becomes, you become blunted. So it definitely leads to problems. That we know. 
Can you get the same effect from being on like your Instagram, TikTok, and you see these these women in like short bikinis and or small bikinis, etc. And and that gives you a dopamine hit. Because can there be a relationship between that? It's not necessarily porn, but you do get that dopamine hit. Can you see something like that be a problem as well? Sure, it's the same thing. It's a desensitization. It's a what's how do I say this? It's a kind of unattainable goal or that's the way somebody should look. Mm. And you have to have somebody that looks that way. And if your partner doesn't, you're not going to get turned on. So it's a real issue. It's a real it is. problem. Especially in this day and age, it's it's making it more. I mean, these companies have mastered these apps and social media platforms to make us highly addictive to it. Like TikTok is one of them. It's like, it'll suck you into this time warp. So it's important to become aware and then you can start making better decisions. So well said doc. And, uh, Part of the reason that we connected was through Gainswave, or I should say Health Gains. They use Gainswave. I've done it before after hearing about it, and it was it was terrific. It was a very easy experience. So uh, for my audience who doesn't know what Gainswave is, could you explain what Gainswave is? Do you offer it at your clinic? And then what are the benefits of using it? Yeah, sure. So Gainswave is a brand name for a technology which I'll call low-intensity shockwave therapy. And stated very simply, and this was discovered many years ago, if you take a device that generates a wave, waves, however it does, it's an amazing biology that happens. When the waves hit the human body, they have an effect. It's called mechanical transduction. What does that mean? Well, stated very simply, for whatever reason, and we don't fully understand why, we know there's a lot that goes on. When you hit the body with waves, and this is true of sore muscles, bones, this is not just used for erections, a series of chemical reactions occur, which ultimately lead to the growth of new blood vessels and new penile tissue. Now, you don't necessarily get bigger. I don't, you know, nobody's going to say you're going to get a larger penis from it. And everybody asks that question. They go, no, it's <laughs> not an enlargement procedure. You can't, I don't, you, there's not much you can do about that. God gave you what he gave you. Please be happy with that. And then, you know, this is just a left turn here. Guys will come in all the time. I'll examine. I'll go, what happened here? Oh, I had some, I had a filler put in. It's so unnatural looking. So I would counsel people, don't bother with that stuff. Yeah. Be happy with what you got. And I know, don't watch porn. You'll drive yourself crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have men, I, I know I'm going a little bit, I'm deviating. I have some men coming here that, doc, I want to look bigger when I'm flaccid. I really, I'm like, why? People, guys get obsessed with these things. So I try to talk some sense in them. Back to Gainswave. <laughs> so bottom line is, um, and, this, and, and Gainswave has been used in Europe for many, many years. So basically, the waves break up any blockages that the blood vessels have. And for the most part, 80% of the time, erectile dysfunction is a blood vessel problem. Not always, but mostly. And Gainswave basically approaches that and addresses that issue by increasing the blood flow to the penis. Now, what's great about it? There's no side effects, none. Here's the biggest side effect. It works about 75, 80% of the time, and it's not covered by insurance. And this is the exact conversation I have with my patients. The biggest side effect is you could spend X dollars on this, and it may not work. That's the worst thing that'll happen. And other than that, it's quite good. It's not for everybody, Ben. It's not for the very obese, out-of-control, smoking, diabetic man. Yeah. You have to have 
good bodily function and structure to respond to something like a gains wave because essentially it's regenerative medicine. And if you don't have what I'm going to call good protoplasm to begin with, you're certainly not going to respond to something that's going to require your body to regenerate itself. So I'm really picky with who I treat. Yeah, well said. And it's kind of like working out. You have this trauma to your your muscles and your joints and ligaments, then it grows back stronger. So am I right in saying Gaines Wave is creating like micro trauma, which causes it to grow back stronger? Yeah, you could say that um, the body is kind of tricked into thinking that it's being injured. Yep. It's not, but it's tricked into it because whatever the waves do, it creates this kind of inflammatory response. And what does the body want to do when it feels that it's being injured? repair itself. So you're essentially inducing a repair response. And how often would somebody use the Gaines Wave machine? They would go into a clinic, but how often would they do it? Yeah, well, it depends on, on the degree of ED that the, that the man has. So the, the standard guy that comes in and says, you know, I'm pretty good. I just, I, I, I used to respond to Viagra. Now it's kind of unreliable or I want a little bit more performance. I'm a healthy guy. My testosterone is normal. They need six treatments. After that, I do recommend what's called a maintenance program, and it really does depend on their age, their degree of ED, their response to the gains wave initially. I have a lot of patients that'll come once a month for a treatment. I'll have some patients that'll come once a quarter. I have some guys that I never see again, and I think to myself, boy, I guess it didn't work, and I call them to see how they're doing. I'm fine, doc. I really don't need it again. Mostly those are the very the younger guys. How much is a typical session of a Gaines Wave treatment? Well, we don't recommend any less than six treatments. Why? That seems to be the protocol that got developed. I didn't have anything to do with that. Six treatments, which could be done once a week for six weeks or twice a week for three. Some guys will need 12. Okay. And are there any other devices that you use? Have you used the Phoenix Pro before? Yeah, I have the Phoenix Pro. I think the Phoenix Pro is a good device, not as an initial treatment. I think you need something with the strength of a gains wave. But I like the Phoenix because it's a take-home device and you can do your own maintenance. And you can do it as often as you need to. And then there are those guys who, for some reason, they cannot get to the office. They don't want to get to the office. I think for a reasonably high-functioning patient, from an erection perspective, that's a reasonable thing to do as an initial therapy. What about somebody like me? So I've done the Gaines Wave here in Aventura uh, probably three years ago, and I did notice a difference with like sensitivity. I didn't have any issues going into it, so I'm not the typical candidate, but I did notice a, a positive difference. And I haven't been back. I do want to do another treatment, but I was sent the Phoenix Pro, now in full transparency, I haven't used it yet, but would I notice a difference using the Phoenix Pro on a consistent basis? Do you think I'd notice anything? Yeah, I think you would. I okay. think it's worth doing, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to do it and find out. How exactly do you use the Phoenix Pro for those who are interested in like getting a device and using it at home? Yeah, well, I, I always give my patients a web link to an instruction site, but basically it's very simple. Unlike the games where we have to numb the penis because of the strength and it feels very needles and pinsy. This doesn't really need much. You need some lubrication. You hit a button. There's some lights that go off when you're treating various segments of the penile shaft up and down until the light changes. And it's about a 20-minute, 15, 20-minute session. How often? It depends what you need. I mean, you know, Ben, if you did one tonight, let's say, 
you may not need another one for a month, two months, four months. It depends on, you know, you're probably in very good shape. You probably have a very good response. Other guys may need it to do it once a week. It's not harmful. The cool thing about it is that you do it at the comfort of your own home. So I love that aspect of it. And it looks pretty cool. It looks like a pretty cool device. So I'll give some feedback to the, the Keto Camp podcast when I use it. And uh, we'll, we'll put some, some resources for you to, to get it as well. If you're anything like me, you probably spend some money each month on your supplements. But what if you're still tired and you just don't feel 100% well? Well, there could be a deficiency. What if there was a way to know if you were actually absorbing your supplementation or not absorbing and maybe you're taking too much of something? Well, what I'm bringing you today is a chance to accurately test all of that. In this case, I'm talking about upgraded formulas, upgraded hair test kit and consultation. And once you uncover these hidden deficiencies, you could get rid of these symptoms you might be experiencing that might be affecting your thyroid, adrenals, or much more. Upgraded Formulas is a very cool company. I interviewed Barton Scott, who is the founder and chemical engineer who helps craft all their supplements, and they have this really cool upgraded mineral deficiency analysis. So say goodbye to blood and urine tests, which typically indicate short-term results. Hair is the best identifier, and you could get that hair from your head, armpit area, or even pubic area, and you'll receive a consultation with a member of Upgraded Formulas to help discuss your results. And it's very simple. Collect your hair sample, send it in, and get your results fast. We've worked out an exclusive deal, KetoCamp podcast listeners, to receive 10% off your order. Head to UpgradedFormulas.com, use the coupon code BEN10 at checkout to get your hair mineral kit and any other supplements that you could find on their website. That is UpgradedFormulas.com. Use the coupon code BEN10. What about the role of sleep? Do you see in your patient's doc, those who are chronically sleep deprived have issues with their with their health, prostate health, sexual health? What is the role of sleep with what's going on here? Yeah, sleep is a big deal, as you know. I mean, everywhere you look on the internet, sleep, sleep, sleep. Now, I have my own sleep issues which I've actually dealt with, whatever. And I couldn't figure out what is going on here. I used to be one of these guys who would drink a cup of coffee at 10 o'clock at night, caffeinated, and fall asleep at 10.30. Those days are over. Why? I've gotten older. One of the things that happens as you get older, you have to surrender to the fact that no matter how good you treated yourself or how young you think, your body ages. So aging has something to do with it. And I think the thing about sleep is you have to maximize sleep as good as you can for what your body needs. One thing I've learned is, and this is the issue I have with some of these tweets from very well-known people, if you're not getting seven, eight hours of sleep, you're in trouble. I haven't gotten that amount of sleep in years, nor do I need that. I was always a five-hour guy, always. And now I'm a four to five-hour guy. And I don't freak wow. out about what's happening to my body. I feel fine. But here's the thing, though. I think we have to gear the conversation for sleep to your habits. If you are forcing the issue and burning the candle at both ends and have poor sleep habits, those are the people that run into trouble. And yes, it does affect testosterone levels, sex drive, overall health, ED, healing. As you know, much happens during sleep that needs to happen to your body, clearing out toxins, wastes, all kinds of stuff. But you know, you got to pay attention to your what I've learned, sleep hygiene, 
just have to have good habits. You know, go to bed at the same time every night. Now, look, some people have no issue at all. I hate them, but they do exist. They have no issues at all. But if you do, you just have to be attentive to it. And if you have sleep issues, I'm a proponent of cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia. You find a good cognitive behavioral therapist. I'm not a big fan of sleep aids. They're good for very brief periods of time. But to answer your question, Ben, yes, sleep is extremely important. We just can't freak out about it and realize that you change as you get older and that you have to learn good sleep habits and not make yourself stay up watching your computer binging Netflix shows till three in the morning. That's not good for you. Yeah, or, or even worse, pornography, right? So yes, <laughs> let's, let's not do that. And what are some other treatments that we haven't mentioned today that you have seen make a big difference for your population? That's a good question. I'm not a big fan of stem cells yet. I'm very conservative, Ben. I really do. It took me a while before I even would do the gains weight because I'm really kind of a by-the-book guy. Show me the data. Show me the literature. You know, what's called PRP, or we know as the priapus shot, I think could be helpful for some men. That's platelet-rich plasma, as you know, using athletics. Yes. I will do that on somebody who, again, it's not for somebody who's not functioning at all. These things don't, you can't bring back the dead. Someday we will. I do believe that stem cells are going to be something. And so are these substances called exosomes. Yeah. Exosomes are the best way for me to state them. They're little vesicles that are created that have growth factors in them. They actually get them often from amniotic fluid of women because they have very early, young, healthy messengers that make your body work right. But I don't know that the data is all out on those yet, but I think it's going to be. So things, I think those things are on the horizon. PRP is here for the right person, platelet-rich plasma. Exosomes are going to be something. I'm actually participating in a study right now to see if it actually does work, an IRB study. Interesting. And then I think stem cells are going to be something. Yeah, I got I actually got PRP injected into my lower back earlier this year. Uh, I was having really bad back issues, and it, it made a big difference for me. Of course, I, that was not the only thing I did. To your point, I also activated my core muscle. I, st- I stood more often, and you know I did some changes. So, but it did make a big difference for me. Yeah, the other thing I'm a big fan of Ben is peptides. Our peptides. Yeah, talk more about that. Peptides are great, and I recently learned about them. You know, so it, how do you explain peptides to the audience? Well, you know what a protein is. A protein is something that your muscle is made out of, that many things in your body. And there, if you dissect out a protein, it's made of a series of, of these chemical compounds known as amino acids. And you get them through your diet, mostly. And some of them you make in your body. So the very small proteins are known as peptides. I think they're less than 40 amino acids. Well, there are certain peptides when given to the body make your body do what it should be doing that it's not doing right now. For example, people talk about human growth hormone because as you get older, your body makes less growth hormone. And some people feel like growth hormone is the fountain of youth. Now, I'm not a fan of growth hormone because the problem with giving growth hormone is you give it and it's at one level until it wears off. That's not what I'm going to call physiologic. It's not the way the body works. So peptides, when given, could make your body make growth hormones similar to that when you were younger at the level that it's supposed to be. So that's what a peptide, I'll call it, we 
a signaling molecule, a substance which could make the body and your cells work more efficiently. Mm. And you could use it for things like healing, inflammation. I mean, I once had tennis elbow. I don't even play tennis. I used a peptide called uh, thymosin beta-4 that re- combined with physical therapy that really helped me. Same thing I had um, rotator cuff. I don't know why. I asked my physical therapist, what's going on here? I got rotator cuff. I don't play golf. I got tennis elbow. I don't play tennis. He says, you're 60 years old. These things will happen just with aging, which I've had to come to grips with. So now the issue with peptides is, like many things, the FDA and big pharma are getting involved. So they're making it very difficult to get some of the really good peptides. But I still think it's a good thing to be looking into and you don't want to do that on your own. You want to go to somebody who's well-trained and conversant in the use of peptides. Well said. Yeah, very fascinating area of research. It really is. So what are, let's take three action steps that the audience could do coming out of this episode as we wrap things up. What are three main things you'd like for them to do after listening to this episode? Well, here's four. I'm gonna, I have to add one because i got to say this good. one. Okay. Don't Google everything. Dr. Google? How many patients have come in to my office? I'm sure I have penis cancer. You know how rare penis cancer is? They had a little zit on their penis. Don't Google everything. Google is good for some things. So one thing, common sense stuff. Eat real food. Eat real food. I'm not anti-meat. I have a steak once a week. I like meat. I know there's a lot of things about red meat that have come out, Ben. I don't know what your feeling is about that, but... Eat real food. Cut out the processed garbage. Minimize your sugar intake. You want to treat yourself once a week to an ice cream, no problem. Eat real food. Exercise regularly. Whatever you do, you know, the body wants to be moved. Do you have to go to the gym seven days a week and lift, bench press 500 pounds? No. I'm a big fan of HIIT. I love high-intensity interval training. I think there's a lot of great science behind it. I give my patients a handout with two good books that I like that they could read. And I say to them, look, you could do this. One of the hardest things for a human being to do is to start exercising when they don't. Very tough. But if you can get yourself to do HIT a few times a week, the benefits are huge. And the third thing is do some kind of professional personal development training for yourself. Keep yourself thinking. Stay ahead. Don't get lazy. Don't let your mind relax. Stimulate yourself. Do something that is stimulating. Learn something new. Enjoy yourself and be good to yourself. I think those three things are what I think if you do those without going crazy, with because you can really go crazy on the internet. You can't eat this. Now you can't eat fish. What about the plastics? Farmed is no good. Too much. You know, I go crazy with these things. What should we do? I don't know what to do. But just some basic things. And then you know what? I say, then it's in God's hands. Amen. Amen, Doc. Yeah, those are some great practical tips that will make a big difference. I believe it and I agree with you. Now, where is your clinic located? Where is the best place to check you out? Give your links and resources and all that good stuff. Yeah, so I'm in Philadelphia. And certainly, if anybody is local or you want to 
perhaps do something with me on telemed. That's 215-563-1199 is my office number. My website is www.phila-urology, not Philly, P-H-I-L-A-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com, www.phila-urology.com. I'm on LinkedIn as well. We'll have Rachel put all that in the podcast notes. Uh, anywhere else you want to send them, Instagram or anything like that? I don't do much of that. I do pretty much. Um, um, I have a Facebook page. My website's great. It's got a lot of good stuff on it. So the website will be the go-to. I think so, yeah. Great. Well, I want to thank you, Doc, for coming on the show, educating my male population. Hopefully some ladies listen to this episode because you have a husband, you have a boyfriend, you have a male in your life who could benefit from you having this knowledge because now you could share it with them and understand them more so i really hope some of the ladies out there actually listen to this whole episode through i know all the men who listen to it got tremendous value so i want to thank you doc for what you're doing in the world i appreciate you let me know next time you're down in here in miami and uh, we'll, we'll get some coffee together and hang out oh that would be great ben i think i could learn a ton from you and thank you for all the great work that you're doing I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Share this with the guy, a male that you know, text this link to them. They could get a lot of value from this conversation. I hope you're inspired to consume the arugula, the beets, the bok choy to get some quality exercise, good sleep and nose breathe, get that nitric oxide flowing. And if you want to learn more about that Phoenix Pro device, head to rockhardscience.com slash ketocamp. Camp is spelled with a K. And use the coupon code KETO, K-E-T-O, to receive $900 off your Phoenix Pro order. That is rockhardscience.com slash ketocamp. Use the coupon code KETO at checkout for $900 off. We're going to also drop that in the notes of this podcast. I will also drop all the references and links and resources and everything mentioned on today's episode can be found in the notes of this podcast podcast. If you haven't left the show a rating or a review yet on Apple Podcasts, please do so as it really helps the show grow and expand and reach more lives. Follow me on Instagram at TheBanazati. And I want to thank you for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I'll see you on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.